Hi, everyone. My name is Josh Rose, and I'm the Group Life Pastor at Rush Creek. And our groups team has created this resource, Asking Good Questions in Your Group, in order for you to be encouraged with a fresh perspective on an important technique for small groups. You see, asking good questions is not something that people are born with. It's something that must be learned. I mean, I believe. And when a group doesn't have good questions to engage, it's kind of a downer. I've been in group and led groups that have had an off night. And I mean, that'll happen to anybody. What I mean is the questions have no purpose other than to get a person talking. I mean, when a group is discussing the text of Scripture, the goal should be for each group member to understand the text and then how it applies to their life. When that doesn't happen, it can be a bit disappointing. So the perspective I want to share with you in this resource uses a questioning technique called elaboration. Elaboration means to add something to memory. Doctors Yana Weinstein and Megan Sumeraki, they wrote a really great book in uh, cognitive psychology called Understanding How We Learn. And in that book, they write, elaboration is thought to encourage organization or the connecting and integrating of ideas. It's also thought to be one of the best ways to increase learning and memory among many memory theorists. So there's several specific techniques to practice elaboration in your small group. But in this resource, we're going to be addressing just one of those, specifically elaborative interrogation. Well, what is elaborative interrogation? That's kind of a mouthful. Well, Weinstein and Sumeraki define elaborative interrogation to be a specific method of elaboration where you ask yourself questions about how and why things work and then produce answers to those questions. So here's an example using self-control. In light of the text, why is self-control important in your life? They would answer. Then you would respond. Well, how does self-control manifest itself in your life? They would answer. You would respond. Why does it it manifest itself that way? Why would self-control manifest itself in your life that way? Why not another way? Why Why is it manifesting that way? Then you would dialogue. Next question, how do you react when you hit that tripwire and are made aware that you need to practice self-control? They would respond. You would ask, how would you describe the role of the Holy Spirit in this process? They would respond. You would ask, how long does it take you before you invite the Holy Spirit into the process at all? They would respond. You would ask, why does it take you this long? What's in the way? So do you see how I started broad in light of the text, what's self, why is self-control important in your life? Then I finished very specific. Did you follow that? If a group member postured their heart and mind to engage these questions, there's a lot of space for the Spirit to work in their life. So we're not just coming up with questions indiscriminately. No, we're asking how and why questions in such a way as to increase our understanding in something. And by doing this, we naturally get more specific as our understanding grows. So, what's the main goal of elaborative interrogation? Well, Weinstein and Sumeraki, they state the main goal of asking how and why questions is to encourage your group members to explain the main concepts. So, as they're elaborating, they're making connections between the old and new knowledge, making the memories easier to retrieve later. Now, of course, there are many other possible examples you could use in your questioning. But the important thing is that the questions lead to describing and explaining the main ideas you're communicating from the text and making connections between those various ideas. 
Well, what are the obvious benefits for your group by using elaborative interrogation? Well, there are four that I'd like to share. The first is elaborative interrogation reveals gaps in understanding. I mean, it just does. You see, group members who typically casually, <laughs> casually pay attention or are shallow thinkers will be encouraged to be an active participant in the discussion because the questions you ask require engagement. This will inevitably expose gaps in their understanding. So a story to kind of give this an, an example to kind of make, make sense of this. This is the way at least I understand it. Maybe it will connect with you. I recently had a yard leak, unfortunately. Yes, it was very expensive, but I recently had a yard leak. One morning, my wife and I went to breakfast, and when we returned home, we discovered our whole front yard was flooded. Now, I've watched enough DIY and YouTube to feel confident on knowing how to fix it, at least so I thought. So I started on the project, and for some reason, things were not working out, if you know what I'm saying. It was at that point I found a gap in my understanding of how to fix a yard leak. So I did what any you know, obedient husband did. <laughs> I called a plumber after my wife told me to, and the plumber came and diagnosed it, you know, in a jiffy. Well, I wanted to know while he was out there, hey, I went through all of that work and aggravation. How did you do that? What did I miss? And it was at that moment an aha happened. I was filling in my gaps. The plumber elaborated on how to fix the, the yard leak, and now I have a more complete understanding of how to fix it if it happens again. So elaborative interrogation works the same way for your small group. It reveals gaps and understandings so your group members can fill them. The second obvious benefit is uh, elaborative interrogation reveals gaps in conviction. Gaps in conviction. It's amazing how by simply asking questions and putting intentional thought behind those questions, someone can have an aha moment. So I recently practiced elaborative interrogation on my son and his practice or lack thereof, the violin. You know, he just wouldn't practice. He's a typical kid. He's going to be in junior high next year, and he is showing all the signs of teenager. He just is not, he's just apathetic towards it. Nothing we said or did would convince him to practice. So I decided to try elaborative interrogation on him, and we'll see where we got. I asked him to describe the different parts of the violin. I had him go get it, get it out. And I would stop him occasionally and ask, oh, what does that do? Or why is that located there? Why not on the other side? Why are there so few strings? Then I asked him to play some songs. And while he was playing, I would stop him. I'd compliment him. And then I would ask, what would happen if you moved your fingers this way instead of that? Held the violin on the other shoulder versus that shoulder. And at this point, he's recited everything he knows about the violin. So I ask him about his class and what he plays in class, who he sits by, when the next chair test is, what does the teacher say of his playing? So, you know, he's engaged in our conversation. Well, I then bring up that I heard the sweetest violin piece the other day and if he'd be willing to listen to it. And he did, or at least he listened to some of it. And I finally asked, I said, Will, you have such a strong understanding of the instrument. The process of learning to play well, you understand. You seem to enjoy the social side of playing in an orchestra. You can even recognize a wonderful violin piece when you hear it. Can I ask, why do you play the violin? He sat there and thought about it for a few minutes and he looked at me and just like out of a, a movie, kind of looking off into the distance with his eyes squinted, he says, I don't know, Dad. 
And so I pressed him further without giggling because uh, it was quite funny. It was just very dramatic. I pressed him further and I said, you know, these musicians that play in fancy orchestras, do you think that they practice? And he said, well, yeah, of course. All I could do was tenderly look at him and say, well, and he was convicted. Now, it took a process to get him there, and we did get him there, but it took questioning for him to eventually get there. The third benefit is elaborative interrogation is helpful in breaking through mental barriers. Now, this can be particularly helpful for those group members new in Christ. They may not even know where to start or how and why questions have the potential to help bring them along. And by you as a leader modeling this and guiding the group through this, you're going to help them make those connections because they're going to be engaged in the questioning process and it's going to start building that foundational knowledge. And it's going to help them break through that mental barrier of, I just don't know. I don't even have a, a, a solar system by which to think about these things. And elaborative interrogation can start building that solar system for them. The final uh, obvious benefit of elaborative interrogation is it can help create confident group members. The act of working through how and why questions, no matter the topic, whether it be grace, redemption, salvation, sin, peace, gentleness, you name it, commitment, evangelism, it creates stronger connections in the brain, but also in the heart as those gaps are exposed, like with my son Will. And group members will make the decision to fill those gaps or leave them exposed. So as group members grow in confidence, they'll become more competent in their ability to, dis- to, to discuss topics in group. They'll be more confident to find answers to their questions. And they'll be more confident to ultimately become more mature in Christ. So to review, in this resource, we've discussed elaboration. Specifically, asking questions using the technique elaborative interrogation. And just to review, elaborative interrogation is a specific method of elaboration where you ask group members questions about how and why things work, and then produce answers to those questions. The main goal of asking how and why questions is to encourage your group members to explain the main concepts, checking for understanding, helping them understand. We also discussed four benefits of using elaborative interrogation. The first is reveals gaps in understanding. The second is it reveals gaps in conviction. The third is it helps break through mental barriers. And the fourth is it helps create confident group members. So I hope this resource was helpful and I pray this technique serves you and your group well. 